All right, COP, now let's open up our Bibles for our Old Testament passage today. We're going to be going to Numbers chapter 9, going through verses 15, all the way to chapter 10, verse 36 together. Let's begin. On the day that the tabernacle was set up, the cloud covered the tabernacle, the tent of testimony. And at the evening, it was over the tabernacle like the appearance of fire until morning. So it was always the cloud covered by day and the appearance of fire by night. And whatever the cloud lifted from the tent after the people of Israel set out in the place where the cloud had settled, there the people of Israel camped. So they followed this cloud where it went to know where they were going to settle next. At the command of the Lord, the people of Israel set out, and at the command of the Lord, they camped. As long as the cloud rested over the tabernacle, they remained at the camp. Even when the cloud continued over the tabernacle many days, the people kept the charge of the Lord, and they did not set out. Sometimes the cloud was a few days over the tabernacle, and according to the command of the Lord, they remained in camp. Then, according to the command of the Lord, they set out. And sometimes the cloud remained from evening until morning. And when the cloud lifted in the morning, they set out. Or if it continued for a day and a night, when the cloud lifted, they set out. Whether it was two days or a month or a longer time that the cloud continued over the tabernacle, abiding there, the people of Israel remained in camp and did not set out. But when it lifted, they set out. At the command of the Lord, they camped, and at the command of the Lord, they set out. They kept the charge of the Lord and the command of the Lord by Moses. Here you see, following very clear, super specific instructions from God, literally about the direction of where they should go with their life. We have an opportunity to talk to God about the directions that we should go in our life. This is a great example of asking him and seeing what he says for us to be able to apply. Now let's go to chapter 10. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Make two silver trumpets of hammered work, you shall make them, and you shall use them for summoning the congregation and for breaking camp. And when both are blown, all the congregation shall gather themselves to you at the entrance of the tent of meeting. But if they blow only one, then the chiefs and the heads of the tribes shall gather themselves to you. When you blow an alarm, the camps that are on the east side shall set out, and when you blow an alarm the second time, the camps that are on the south side shall set out. An alarm is to be blown whenever they are to set out, whenever they're to be going. But when the assembly is to be gathered together, you shall blow a long blast, but you shall not sound an alarm. And the sons of Aaron, the priests, shall blow the trumpets. The trumpets shall be to you for a perpetual statute throughout your generations. And when you go to war in your land against the adversaries who oppress you, then you shall sound the alarm with the trumpets. That you may be remembered before the Lord your God, and you shall be saved from your enemies. So we're again understanding God, having specific instructions with specific purposes to bless, to protect, to guide, and to keep from harm. On the day of your gladness also, as you appointed feasts and the beginnings of your month, you shall blow the trumpets over your burnt offerings and over the sacrifice of your peace offerings. They shall be a reminder of you before your God. I am the Lord your God. 
In the second year, in the second month, on the twentieth day of the month, the cloud lifted from over the tabernacle of testimony, and the people of Israel set out by stages from the wilderness, and the cloud settled in the wilderness of Paran. They set out for the first time at the command of the Lord by Moses. The standard of the camp of the people of Judah set out by first by their companies, and over their company was Nashon, the son of Aminadab. And over the company of the tribe of the people of Issachar was Nathaniel, the son of Zuar. And over the company of the tribe of Zebulun was Eliab, the son of Helon. And when the tabernacle was taken down, the sons of Gershon and the sons of Merai, who carried the tabernacle, set out. And the standard of the camp of Reuben was set out by their companies, and over the company was Eliezer, son of Shadur. And over the company of the tribe of the people of Simeon was Shelumiel, the son of Jerushadiah. And over the tribe of the people of Gad was Eliasaph, son of Duel. And then the Kohanites set out carrying holy things, and their tabernacle was set up before the arrival. So specific instructions for specific people. Again, you see that very clear. God is a very organized God. He's got a lot of plans. So here you have the Kohathites, you've got the different tribes, a different group of people with specific instructions, who's to carry what, what they're supposed to do. And the standard camp of the people of Ephraim set out by their companies, and over their company was Elishama, son of Amihud. And over the company of the tribe of Manasseh was Gamaliel, son of Pezazur. And over the company of the tribe of Benjamin was Abidan, son of Gideoni. And the standard camp of the people of Dan, acting as the rear guard specific instructions of all the camps set out by their companies, and over their company was Ahizer, son of Aminishadai. And over the company of the tribe of the people of Asher was Pagil, son of Oshran. And over the tribe of the people of Naphtali was Ahira, son of Enan. And this was the order of march of the people of Israel, their companies, when they set out. Organization, structure, very, very clear order. This is what you need to do when you're moving such a large group of people. And God knew this, so God was instructing and teaching Moses how to take care of his people. And Moses said to Hobab, son of Reuel, the Midianite, Moses' father-in-law, We are setting out for the place of which the Lord said, I will give to you. Come with us, and we will do good to you, for the Lord has promised good to Israel. But he said, I will not go. I will depart to my own land and to my kindred. And he said, Please do not leave us, for you know where we should camp in the wilderness, and you will serve as an eye for us. And if you go with us, whatever good the Lord will do to us, the same will be done to you. So they set out from the mount of the Lord three days' journey, and the Ark of the Covenant went before them three days' journey to seek out a resting place for them. And the cloud of the Lord was above them by day, wherever they set out from the camp. And wherever the Ark set out, Moses said, Arise, O Lord, and let your enemies be scattered. Let those who hate you flee before you. And when it rested, he said, Return, O Lord, to the ten thousand thousands of 
Israel. We have an organized God, and you know what? He can give us clear instructions, organization ideas, and plans for our life. God literally has everything laid out for you. You just need to spend some time talking to him and asking him, and he will make clear his path, his instructions for you, who should be in your life, who should be helping you in life, the direction you should go, what you should be doing, how you should be doing it. And it might not always be logical according to our man eyes and our men way of looking at things, but in the spiritual realm, God's got this, and he will make a clear, direct path for you. Spend some time talking to him. Spend some time praying with him. And let's open up our hearts some more right now to worship our Heavenly Father.
All right, COP, now let's get into our New Testament passage as we go through together. Mark chapter 14, verses 51 all the way through 72. Let's read. And the young man followed him with nothing but a linen cloth around his body, and they seized him. But he left the linen cloth and ran away naked. And they led Jesus to the high priest. You can see where all this happened if you come with us on Israel tour. And the chief priests and the elders of the scribes came together. And Peter had followed him at a distance right into the courtyard of the high priest. And he was sitting with the guards, warming himself at the fire. Now the chief priests and the whole council were seeking testimony against Jesus to put him to death, but they found one. There was nothing that they could use. They were trying very, very hard. For many bore false witness against him, but their testimony didn't agree. It didn't stand up. And some stood up and bore false witness against him, saying, We heard him say, I will destroy this temple, that it is made with hands, and in three days I will build another, and not made with hands. Yet even about this testimony, they didn't agree. And the high priest stood up in the midst and asked Jesus, Have you no answer to make? What is it that men testify against you? But he remained silent and made no answer. Again, the high priest asked him, Are you the Christ, the Son of the Blessed. And Jesus said, I am. And you will see the Son of Man seated on the right hand of power and coming into the clouds of heaven. And the high priest tore his garments and said, What further witness do we need? You have heard his blasphemy. What is your decision? And they all condemned him as deserving death. And some began to spit on him, to cover his face, and to strike him saying to him, Prophesy! And the guards received him with blows. And as Peter was below in the courtyard, one of the servant girls of the high priest came. And seeing Peter warming himself, she looked at him and said, You also were with Nazarene Jesus. But he denied it, saying, I neither know nor understand what you mean. And he went out into the gateway, and the rooster crowed. And the servant girl saw him, and began to say to the bystanders, This man is one of them. But again, he denied it. After a little while, again, the bystanders said to Peter, Certainly you are one of them, for you are Galilean. But he began to invoke a curse on himself and to swear, I do not know this man of whom you speak. And immediately the rooster crowed a second time. And Peter remembered how Jesus said to him, before the rooster crows twice, you will deny me three times. And he broke down and wept. Here is a man who said he would stay and fight and be loyal till the end. And Peter goes through some interesting times that we're going to be seeing over the next few days and that we've talked about in our services before. But in the middle of this season, in the middle of this time where he's going to get hurt, discouraged, frustrated, and want to quit, he's also going to be strengthened more than ever before to be able to do the ministry, to be able to do the work and the call that God has in store for him coming up. And you're going to see over the next few days and weeks the confidence that comes into Peter. Yes, he's going to go through a hard time for a while, but after that, he is able to stand so firm in his walk with God, stand so firm in his beliefs. Sometimes we don't stand as firm as we say we will. And in reality, it's hard. 
Remember Peter. Peter denied Jesus, but that isn't where Jesus ended a relationship with Peter. That isn't where God said, okay, I'm going to forget you. No, no, that's not how it goes. Instead, Jesus came in the future, we're going to see this, and met Peter where he was. And when he met Peter where he was, he was able to help Peter, love Peter, and secure Peter that he would be able to fulfill the calling, the plans, and the destiny that God had in store for him. If God would do that for Peter, God would do that for you. Have a conversation with God. Talk to him. Pray. Ask for help. He will help you, guide you, and secure you. And all the plans that God has in store for you then will come to pass. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you so much for this time that we get to come together to read your word. Lord, I pray, help strengthen my brothers and sisters who are listening this morning. Help them, Lord God, to be able to walk firm with you and the plans and promises that you have, that they don't need to live in fear and worry or doubt, but they can hold on to who you are. Lord, we thank you that even if we make mistakes and we stumble and we fall short, Lord, that's not the end of the story. Lord, you've got us and you help us and you meet us where we are, that we can be helped, Lord God. And Lord, we pray in all that we do, let it be to glorify and honor you. We thank you, Father. We give you worship. We give you praise. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray and ask that you be with us. Lord, watch over us as we come and we go. Let the blessings of a tither be on our household, and let sickness and disease be far away. Watch over, Lord God, our government officials and help them to make smart and wise decisions for our nation. Continue to protect our nation, to help our nation, and to heal our nation. We thank you, Lord, and we give you worship and praise. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, COP, thank you so much for joining me this morning for our daily devotions. I look forward to seeing you next week. Have an amazing day. Basura A signing off for now, saying see you soon. Take care and God bless.